transnational networks of right-wing authoritarians are flourishing right now with coordinated political campaigns that are disrupting elections around the globe. This is a project masterminded by Donald Trump's former chief strategist, Steve Bannon. So now it's time for the left, especially the American left, to go on the offensive and reclaim its tradition of internationalism by campaigning around shared platforms and policies in many countries. The effort to establish a progressive international is being led right now by Yanis Varoufakis, the former Greek finance minister. For comment and analysis, we turn to Atusa Abrahamian. She's senior editor at The Nation. Her writing has appeared in the New York Times, the London Review of Books, Le Monde, and other publications. And she's author of the book, The Cosmopolites, The Coming of the Global Citizen. Atusa, welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's great to be back. Well, Giannis uh, met with American progressives recently at a big gathering in Vermont sponsored by the Bernie Sanders Institute, the Sanders Institute. You were there. Before we talk about that meeting, remind us, who is Giannis Varoufakis and why is he so important today? So Varoufakis is uh, an economics professor. He's Greek. Uh, and he became quite well-known, you could even say infamous, in 2015, when he was uh, the Greek party Syriza's finance minister. Syriza was elected to government, uh, I think it was in January, and this was in the middle of some pretty fraught debt negotiations with uh, Europe, with the European Central Bank, the, the Troika, um, which was trying to impose austerity on Greece. So in 2015, Varoufakis went to Brussels to negotiate Greece's debt, and uh, long story short, they ended up having a vote in Greece about whether he should proceed and, and threaten to leave the EU if he didn't get a good deal. And the people voted yes, proceed. But then Alexis Tsipras, the leader of Syriza, kind of threw Varoufakis under the bus and said, no, we can't do that. And so he wound up resigning from his post, leaving Brussels. And, uh, you know, here we are now. And Giannis right now is running for office, actually for two offices. Please explain. He is running in his home country of Greece where he's leading a party called Mera 25. And in Germany, uh, Janis Varoufakis is running under DiEM25's umbrella to become a member of the European Parliament representing Germany. So the way he was able to do that is very clever. He and his team realized that to run for MEP in Germany, all you got to do if you're a European citizen is to uh, show proof of residence. And he rented an apartment from a friend, also a DiEM25 member, went to town hall, registered, and, and there you go. He was eligible to run for office. So that's how he ended up running for office in two countries at the same time. And what was that Vermont event at the Sanders Institute, and, and what was Giannis hoping to accomplish there? The, the Sanders Institute is, uh, it's worth noting that it's separate from Senator Sanders. Uh, the Sanders Institute is run by Jane Sanders, Bernie's wife, and uh, David Driscoll, who is Jane Sanders' uh, son. From another marriage. So it's not uh, a Senator Sanders enterprise. However, it bears his name. You know, it's in the family. And so he was there. Uh, the Sanders Institute had a kind of gathering, a meeting of minds uh, of, you know, the best and brightest progressives in the country and around the world. And one of the sessions of this conference uh, was dedicated to internationalism. And that's where Yanis Varoufakis, along with Jeffrey Sachs and Ada Kalau, the mayor of Barcelona, a couple of other people announced that this progressive international was, was, was launched. 
And yeah, it was, it was a panel. They launched it. They said, you know, progressives need to be in this together to, to vanquish the threat of authoritarian nationalism. But, you know, what they're actually going to do uh, remains to be seen. So we have the PI, the Progressive International, and then we have DM25. That's capital D, little I, capital E, capital M. What does is, what is the acronym DM25 stand for? DM25 is an acronym for Democracy in Europe Movement, the Democracy in Europe Movement 2025. And it's a pan-European political movement launched uh, by Varoufakis in 2015. So they, they love their acronyms. So this event at the Sanders Institute takes us back to Bernie. Bernie's campaign in 2016 was very much centered appropriately on American issues. You know, Medicare for all, $15 minimum wage, free college tuition. He said almost nothing about other countries or about international issues. Did you see signs at the Vermont gathering that that Bernie or the Bernie people were changing on that score? Bernie's thinking has definitely evolved um, on matters related to internationalism and foreign policy. If you'll recall in 2016, one of the most valid critiques I thought of Bernie was that he doesn't have a foreign policy. He doesn't know what's going on elsewhere. He doesn't talk about it. And over the past two years, I think it's been totally inevitable to engage with the rest of the world because the same things that are happening in in political life in the U.S. are happening in Europe, uh, are happening in Brazil, are happening in Russia, China, um, the Philippines. You know, you have the rise of these authoritarian strongmen um, that some people call illiberal, illiberal democracies. And this is a huge threat, um, not only to some conceptions of democracy, but certainly to leftism and certainly to progressivism. And uh, I think Bernie Sanders, Yanis Varoufakis, all of these uh, people in their own way are coming to grips with the fact that we need to have something bigger than you know socialism in just one country or progressivism in one country. There's got to be a coordinated network of groups working together uh, to defeat these guys. And of course, Bernie is not the only progressive political candidate in the world to be focused on his own country. Don't many social democratic parties in Europe have the same kind of focus on social programs in their in their own countries rather than internationalism? That's that's not crazy or narrow-minded. Elections happen inside national boundaries and elected officials be are the heads of nations which have boundaries. Absolutely. Um Fortunately or unfortunately, that is the case, and I think we're going to be living with nation-states and borders for the foreseeable future. I think what Varoufakis is doing is actually intervening and saying, hey, guys, you may very well be running for office in Germany, in Greece, in Spain, wherever you happen to be from, but don't forget there's a whole other world out there. Um, And don't forget that advancing a progressive agenda cannot happen in a vacuum. You can't have an island of regressivism and, you know, havoc everywhere else. That's just not how it works. And the fact is that today our economies are global, our supply chains are global, bankers have global networks, right-wingers have global networks, centrists have global networks. So why don't progressives do more in this area? There needs to be a lot more coordination and I think that's what's behind Varoufakis's defense of maybe not international organizations as we know them today, but of the concept of an international organization and of the potential for more progressive multilateral and international organizations. I mean, imagine the possibilities if the ECB, the IMF, and the World Bank 
all had people like the best interests of working people in mind instead of simply serving, uh, you know, lenders and capitalists. That's a really utopian vision, but I don't think that it's one that we should abandon right off the bat. Well, let's talk specifics here. What What is the starting point for the progressive international in terms of policies which could be introduced in all the countries that are part of it? DM 25 talks about a Green New Deal for Europe. This presumably would, would involve investment in infrastructure that, that is carbon neutral, um, that's good for the environment. This would create jobs. This would create tax revenues. It would stimulate economies. It would require a lot of buy-in from all of the member states of the European Union and beyond, right? If we want to make a dent in climate change, it's, it can't just be Europe or the U.S. It's got to be lots of countries. So public investment across the continent. Varoufakis has spoken about uh, socializing benefits and, and high labor standards rather than social, like spreading austerity. DM 25 big, big sticking point is they are against austerity and they are, they are against cost cutting. So it's more of a, a stimulus for these economies. And uh, beyond that, I think, you know, an element that the right has really seized upon and the right international or the nationalist international, whatever you want to call the Steve Bannon affiliated uh, groups of the world, is that they really have a strong message that's based on fear. And I think that there needs to be better messaging from the left. There needs to be better social media. Uh, I think that the progressive international might play a role in, in helping groups out with this, but there needs to be a, a narrative intervention, which is that, you know, we can't base our politics on fear and there has to be progress, right? There has to be investment in the public sector and in people and in workers. But it, and if this sounds very vague, then that's because it is. The progressive international is Literally right now, it's a website, it's a video, and it's some nice words. So we can't really say too much more than, than what I'm saying. Of course, a Green New Deal and anti-austerity are not the most immediate issues that the European Union is facing right now. The most immediate issue, of course, is migration, as you said. And let's remember that Hillary Clinton said in November that Europe must curb immigration in order to stop right-wing populists. What does Yanis uh, and his allies say about that? The thinking is that you can't capitulate to the terms that the far right has set on the political conversation. You can't say, oh, well, we need to, we need to you know, make concessions on migration uh, because that's what's going to win us elections. That's just playing by their rules. Uh, the goal is to change the conversation. Uh, I think it's worth talking a little bit about what DM25 and, and this broader progressive international idea has to say about migration. And, that, and that's that they're not calling for free-for-all, for everyone to move everywhere, wherever they want at any given moment. Uh, for them, a strong foundation for migration policy is creating circumstances where people don't need to move unless they want to. So moving because you're not making enough money at home and you have to feed your family, that that's not voluntary migration. That's sort of forced. You know, you don't really have a choice. You got to move. You got to go to Germany to make enough money. And the thinking behind the Progressive International is if we put enough public investment in a country like Greece, where people can have health care, they can have jobs, they can feel secure um, and feel less precarious, then they won't be moving to Germany. Then they won't be moving anywhere. I mean, people, I think, would rather stay with their families and be in the community they grew up in or around people they know. And uh, so ending forced migration 
is a different way to think about migration than, well, you know, let in fewer migrants. If, if we create circumstances where people don't need or want to move, then we've solved the problem, haven't we? Not everyone agrees. Not all the progressives who were at that Vermont gathering agreed with Yanis uh, and Bernie on this. You spoke with Winnie Wong, the co-founder of People for Bernie, who had some fairly sharp criticisms of what Yanis was proposing for a progressive international. I think Winnie's you know, objections to, to Varoufakis are less about his ideas, which everyone seems basically on board with. You know, a lot of people say, oh, this pie in the sky, it's never going to happen. No one says it's wrong. No one says it's bad. I think that the issue is that Varoufakis is perceived as someone who maybe parachutes in, has these high-level discussions, ex- expects everybody to follow him, but really isn't doing the, the nitty-gritty grassroots work of organizing people on the ground. And uh, that's an objection that I've heard a lot. I think it's a valid criticism. And to be fair, I don't, I don't think that Varoufakis is really like a community organizer kind of guy. So, Atusa, do you have any concluding thoughts about all of this? Well, I'm just really happy that somebody is uh, taking the time and, and has a platform to put their weight behind internationalism and specifically left internationalism. I don't know that this is going to be much more than a, a narrative intervention and, and a sort of a curtain raiser for what is to come. Um, but And I think, listen, uh, people have various thoughts on Varoufakis, but he does play a really important role here in that if he didn't, if he wasn't saying these things, if he didn't exist, you'd have to make him up, right? Someone has got to say these things and he has a great platform. He's, you know, charismatic. Uh, he gets a lot of media attention and uh, I'm just really glad he's doing this. Atusa Araxia Abrahamian wrote about Giannis Varoufakis's international odyssey for The Nation magazine. You can read her at thenation.com. Thank you, Atusa. John, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.